0: Amen. Well, today's message is on a subject that I hear a lot about, kind of do it a little bit myself, but I'm working on that. And it's called winning over worry. Anybody ever worry a little bit? Come on, everybody. I know we're preaching to everybody, right? Everybody Sometimes there's other. We can we can find ourselves worrying about a few things. And, I, you know, as I was putting this message, message together, I was looking at a lot of different things and a lot of different preaching and stuff on it. And I thought it was really cool that, you know, you of yeah, maybe even said this yourself or you hear this like, and I'm just worried to death. It doesn't sound like a good thing. Does it? You never hear anybody say, man, I'm just worried to life. Right? You know, man, I'm going to worry myself well. They don't do that. Oh, man, I'm just worried. Sick about that. That ought to give us a clue. That's probably not a good thing, right? So what does God say about it? Let's take a look. This is going to be our main verse. We're going to read a few things. But Matthew 6:27 says, can all your worries add to a single moment to your life? Can it give you one more minute here by worrying? It really doesn't, doesn't do us any good. And I just want to say for y'all saying, well, man, he's preaching to me. I'm preaching to me. Okay? Because I come from a long line of warriors. Everybody in my family go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, when we grew up, my mom would be worried about this. We'd be worried about that. And, and my dad in the same way, well, I was just worried about this. And then they, if they didn't have anything to worry, they'd say, well, let's call Grandma see what she's worried about today. I'm not kidding. I and you know, early on I'm going, why are we worried so much? Why are we worried so much, you know? And while we're going to look at those things here, I think it's kind of we just fall into that natural default of worrying. But what I want to do is step into the supernatural thing of faith of Jesus Christ, Amen. So I come from a long line of warriors, and so I uh, will fit right in with that. And, and the only thing that I can really think of that will keep you from receiving a message today is this: two words. Ready? We're going to get. I'm going to tell you what they are, and then we're going to get rid of them. Ready? I wrote it down. Yeah, but why are you worried? Oh uh, yeah but you don't understand Yeah but you're not in my situation Yeah but If we can take the yeah but And just lay it to the side And don't pick it back up I think God's going to show us a mighty teacher on his word Amen So let's look at this When we just read this again Let's look at it again Call all, Can all your worries add to a single moment to your life Let me hear you all read that one time Ready Can All of your worries add to a single moment to your life Can No Right. We can't. So now if Jesus, this is Jesus talking, if he tells us that that can't help us in any way, we probably ought to go with that. Amen. Let's take a look at this. I'm going to do a little reading. If you got your Bibles with you today, I want you to open to Matthew chapter six. We're going to run through about uh, from 25 to 33. So Tim, I'll get you to follow along with that. And, uh, you know, I wrote down at the bottom when I was writing this. I said, Jesus has a prescription to win over worry. You know what it is? It's faith in Him. Amen? Let's take a look at this. Got your Bibles? Go ahead and open them up. If not, follow along with them. Starts off in verse 25. It says, That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. He's telling us right out of the chute, right? Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't have. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your Heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Now, let that just soak in for a little bit. You can always tell when I go into the yellow, I want you to get that, okay? And it says, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon, in all his glory, was not dressed as beautiful as they are. All right? Moving on to 30. And it says, if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. I want you to hear that. He will certainly care for you. Here we go. Why do you have so little faith? 31 says, so don't worry about these things. saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Seek first the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and He will give you everything you need. That's a good place to say amen. So let's start digging in there, right? In just those few scriptures, four times He says, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. So you know what? Again, I'm going to hit it again. We've got to get the yeah but out of the, the whole thinking process, all right? So let's keep on rolling with that. If we settle this in our heart, do we believe the Word of God is true? Amen. Right? God's not a man that he can lie, right? We know that the the scripture is on the mark. This is what we need to align our life to, not align that and twist it to fit our our doings, right? We want to align our life to that. So when we settle that in our heart, then we can move forward with this. So I'm going to give you a couple of things to write down, okay? Uh, Some word anchors that don't have them up here. I've got a lot of scriptures for you. But Psalm 1914, write that down and look it up a little later, but I'm going to read it to you. It says, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Am I going to be real pleasing to God if I'm going, yeah, I don't know if you can do it or not. Right? I'm out of faith. Let's go on here. Another one I want you to write down. Look up and keep on your refrigerator. Keep in your heart. Matthew 12, 34. For out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. See, if you talk to somebody, they can put on a good front for a while. But when you hang out with them for a little while or they hit their toe, you're going to find out what's on inside, right? Yeah. So we want to make sure that we're filling up on what, what we want to come out. One more before we change the channel here. Psalm 37, 8. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes harm. Don't fret. Don't worry. Again, he's telling all throughout his word, don't fret. All right. So the word of God tells us over and over that worry is not a good thing. Can we agree with that today? Then why do we do it? Okay, all right. I didn't say I had it mastered, but we're going to the master so we can get some help with it, amen? All right, let's take a look at it. Let's look at what we're talking about when we say worry. I looked this up and I thought, wow, that's just powerful. What does it mean to worry? It says worry, to torment oneself with or suffer from disturbing thoughts or fret. You know, I looked at it, I said, man, that sounds kind of Self-inflicted, doesn't it? If you look at a definition. Who's who's making me worry? Me, right? Well, look at this. How does worry start? And worry actually starts with a thought. It starts with a thought. So who has control of your thoughts? You do, right? Now, let's think about spiritual warfare. Where is the battlefield? The mind, right? Enemy wants to throw all those things in your mind. Think about this. Did you ever have this on the way to church? Oh, man, you don't need to go today. Oh man, you did this last night so you can't come today. Oh, named a list. The enemy will say, "Well, you know, you know they'll be there next week." Whatever the case is. What I'm saying, usually the closer you go to get to the Lord, the more the volume cranks up from the enemy. And that's why it's good for us to feed on the Word. and So, you know what? I'm going anyway. I'm going to read my Bible anyway. If you say I'm going to read my Bible, right? And you get ready to sit down, the phone will ring, right? The the timer on the oven will go off. Anything that that, the enemy wants to keep you out of the truth of God's word. So what we have to do is purpose in our heart. I'm going to spend time with God. You hear me say this a lot of time. Guard your God time. Don't care when it is. Sometimes it's better first thing in the morning for folks. Sometimes it might be at lunch. Have we been praying at lunch God's going to bring people in? Let's keep going with it. Maybe it's at the end of your day. But I know when I'm starting my day is the best time for me to meet up with the Lord. Because you know what? I want him to guide my steps. I don't want to take off and say, Well, I got it. And if I get in trouble, I'll give you a call. Moms and dads, Don't you like when you, your kids call and say, Hey, how you doing? I was just checking on you. Or do you, or do you wait to, Or, or is it when they call in to go? What? What? You only hear from them when things are bad. Now, as parents, we love them. We're still going to love them regardless when they call. Same with God. He loves us. We can call any time. But what I'm saying is, isn't a blessing when they call you before they really need you, right, at home? Well, guess what? We always need God. We always need God. So we need to call on Him early in the day and throughout the day. I always say, start your day with God, spend your day with God, and end your day with God. Does that sound like a good thing to do? He needs to be in us so much that it just comes out, comes on out. Let's take a look at this. Now, when I was reading through some things, this really jumped out at me. Worry sees the problem, but faith sees God in the answer. You think about that. See, we can sit there and look at that over and over and over. We get to worry and we start gaining momentum. And and guess what? Next thing you know, it's like, wow, how in the world do we get here? And it affects every aspect of your life. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. I'm going to inch into it. But over and over and over. I had a chart and I said, well, I'm not going to put a chart in there. Because everybody's got their own chart. But think about this. I did a lot of research on this this week. And they say that at a polling so many people and things like that, they said 40% of the people they interviewed, About worry. They said 40% of the things they worry about never even come to pass. Can I get an amen there? Has that ever happened with you? It might even be more. You know? And they broke it on down and stuff. But you know what I say? I got my own little chart here after looking at the word of God. 100% of the word didn't do any good. Amen? I guarantee you that. Because as he said, don't worry. So why do I want to invest in that? You know? I think about things in my life and years gone by. And even sometimes today I got to go get up and let's keep rolling. Let me get to the word. I have spent time wondering over the weekend, getting ready to go back to work. Well, if they do this, I'm going to do this. If they say that, I'm going to do this. And if all this stuff, and I'm just ready to pounce on a man when I get in there, you know, and they come in and go, hey, man, what's up? (laughs) Here all weekend, I'm worried about what if, what if, yeah, but all these things, not sleeping, everything, snapping at the kids, everything else. And the one that uh, you think you're going to have a situation with or the situation you think you're going to have to deal with doesn't even come up. I'm not telling you don't be prepared. I'm telling you give it to God, amen? That's what we're going to work on here. Let's take a look at this. Because God, the same God that created life and you can be trusted with the details of your life. Do you believe that? I'll tell you what. I just want to bring a few things up just to, just to help you guys with that. You know, when you think about that he's split the Red Sea, that he's delivered us, and he's holding our salvation. This is one that always gets me to do it's kind of sometimes. Do you ever talk to yourself? You know, I'm praying. I'm thinking, now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. If I can trust the God of the universe to save me for eternity, remember the rest of the rope we had the other day? Can't I trust him with today? I mean, can't I trust him with today? It's not, he's, he's you know, he could he take like a, a two-piece snack and feed 5,000 people, right? Yeah. He's going to get us through. So we start looking at it, I'm thinking, man, I can't swim, you know? You know, yeah, well, he, what'd he do? He sort of to work working with that, right? He opened the whole sea, You can just cut through, right? Be careful if you had at the wave machine over there at uh, Williamsburg. That's another story. Let's keep on going here. Click. There we go. So this is what I want to get to. And you guys know this is true. And we do this all the time. We. Me. Worry affects your health, reduces your productivity, and damages relationships. You think about that. Over and over and over, man. We look at stuff. But if you receive that, if if we receive what we're saying here... We don't have to let worry destroy us on every level. Worry will destroy us on every level. Think about it. You start worrying about something. And then you don't sleep. Then you get a little snappy with your wife or husband or friends or family. Right? And then you start being withdrawn. I don't really want to go. I don't really want to do that. See, that's the enemy wanting to separate you. You know? He says, look out, man. Look out. The Bible talks about... I think it's in 1 Peter 5. You can double check me on there. But it talks about look out for your enemy... Walks around like a lion looking for, for you to, to devour. He wants to get you to decide. Get you to decide. See, that's what. so that's why you, when I say something about church, I'm not banging nobody's toes if they don't make it. I'm just saying
1: what happens
0: is so many times, the enemy will get you to stay at home and stay at home and stay at home and stay at home and, at home and then guess what? Why well, a sense of coming? Okay? Because he doesn't want to get you into hearing of the world. But we also know that we got a remedy for that, right? Because God's blessings where we put it on the internet, you can get it anytime, right? God's Word is not going to come back void. I know a lot of people use that. And I'm thankful to have that tool. We're going to use it for something good. So when we start looking at that, all those things, it starts doing what to us? It starts immobilizing us. Man, it starts shutting us down. What I it say? I don't want to get into this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to talk to this person. I don't want to do Isolating. That's not what God wants He built us for worship. He built us for community. He wants us to be a part of the program here. You know what I'm saying? He wants us to be a part of his family. How would your family operate if you just said, hey, hey, everybody just go to their separate rooms, everything else. And, you know, and then to get them to come to eat, you got to text them and everything. You know, that can happen. I mean, how, how did we make it before? Man, my dad had a whistle I could hear for three blocks. I, I mean, I telling us we're in the neighborhood. We're like, we say, hey, what's going on? We getting ready. And we're playing some baseball. <whistles> I gotta go. I gotta go. Wait a minute, I gotta go. You know? Because I tell you, it's funny. You know, that's one thing. Family is a big deal, isn't it? Family is a big deal. And one of the big things my dad had. We're gonna eat at five o'clock. And if you're late, guess what? He didn't eat. And when he didn't eat, he wasn't that much fun. So you know what? I did not want to wait. Right, But you know what? Think about that. When God calls us, right, he says, hey, don't do that. Hey, I want you here. I want you there. I got something for you here. I want to meet him at the master's table right where he's at. I want to be obedient. I'll move my feet quick to what God's doing. Amen? That's what I hope that we get out of this. I had a couple of things I wanted to share here. Worry is the opposite of faith, right? It's self-inflicted. There's nothing healthy about it. It destroys your peace. And you say, man, you're just really banging on this thing, banging on this thing. I want you to get it in your heart because the next time it comes up at the end of the day, and we start worrying, we go, you say, I don't need to be there. So with that being said, what does it do? It can paralyze us with fear. So as we work through worry, guess what happens? We start gaining a little, little more momentum. Guess what happens? Fear. What does fear do? Fear robs our faith. It depletes our faith, doesn't it? How can we be in faith and be full of worry? You can't. Think about it. You can't even do it if you try. Yeah, I believe you, but I don't know. Yeah, I think I can, but I can't. You know, you're doing this thing here. And that's no good. So what happens? It really means that we're double-minded. So we can't focus, right? If I was going to be in war with you, wouldn't that be good? To kind of do this, that you can't, you know, you can't focus? What do you think the enemy wants to do? The Bible tells us that enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to run the smoke screen so that we don't walk in the abundance of life of what Jesus gave us, right? Okay, let's see what else fear does. Let's look at this. Fear robs us of experiencing God's favor. And I thought about that. You said, well, you know, God can give us favor. He sure can. But will you be in a place to receive that favor if you're not listening? If you're not looking? If you're not participating? If you're not hearing, right? So we can miss out on a big blessing, amen? Look at this. Fear robs us from hearing God's voice clearly. Clearly. So as time goes by so many times, we think, oh, yeah, I'm listening, I'm listening. But see, if we're fearful, we are listening to the liar, not the Lord. You can write that down. If we're, if we're in fear and walking in fear and worry, we're not listening to the Lord. We're listening to the enemy. We're listening to the liar. I always say this, you know, I can't, but with God, I can. So I, who, who gets the glory? God does. Who am I looking to to get me through? God, amen, over and over and over. See where it goes back to? Now, anybody get an amen on this one? Fear robs us of rest and peace. If you're worried, you're not going to rest real good. You're really not. You're going to be thinking the what ifs and all these things. And I know it sounds like, man, buddy, you just keep pounding and pounding. I am. I want you to get this. Because I want you to see what God has paid a price to set us free from. We don't need to be all worried if we're a child of God. Amen? Because remember in the scripture it says that's what the unbelievers do. If you put your faith and trust in the Lord, he says, I got you. Don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear. I've got you. Alright? Let's keep on rolling here. I'll give you a little word anchor. And Jesus ties it back into what we're talking about, the birds and things here. But even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore. You are more value than many sparrows. You know, when I talk to people a lot of times while they're in fear and they're, and they're worried about stuff. It's because they don't think they measure up to God. We don't measure up to God. We measure up in God. Does that make sense? See, we measure up in God because it's Him in us that makes the difference. Over and over and over. I, I had a couple of things right here and I wrote them down. I scratched them out and wrote them down. But I'm going to see if I can't get through here my hieroglyphics. Because when, when God gave it to me, I was like, man, that's really neat. Fear of tomorrow will kill your today. If you're worried about, if you waste away all today worried about tomorrow, you don't have much of a today, do you? You really don't. Come on, that's a good place to say amen. If you're wasting away all today about, man, I don't know what about tomorrow. Man, I don't know about next week. I don't know about in April. Man, it's Sunday. Let's get through Sunday and go to Monday. You know, take a little bit of time. He says he gives you new grace in the morning. you try trying to appropriate grace all the way into, you know, mid-June. He's got enough for today. He ain't even going to give you used-up grace. He's going to give you use, you give us enough where we can use His grace for today, and His grace for tomorrow, and He's going to meet every need we have. And I wrote this here: If the what-ifs in your life are bigger than the what-can-be's, you'll never know what could have been. Did that make sense? Let's do it again. If the what-ifs, well, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if, that happens? if the what-ifs in your life are bigger than the what-can-be's. You'll never know what could have been. That's what happens so many times. We get on that wheel and we just spin it and spin it and spin it and spin it and spin it. it it. So how do we go from that to the remedy? Y'all ready for the remedy? I am. All right. See that little flag up there, that little surrender flag? We need to surrender our worries to the Lord. Amen. That's a good thing to write down. Surrender your worries to the Lord. You say, well, I, I'm trying, I'm doing. Well, listen, I'm, going to give you some, I'm going to give you some really powerful scriptures to, to show you what I'm talking about. Hebrews eleven six 6 says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. If you want to be a God pleaser, we need to have faith. What does he say? He says, if you have just the faith of a mustard seed, right? Remember when we are talking about that? said to this mountain. He said also, remember a few weeks ago, we talked about the the, the size of a mustard seed being the smallest seed in the garden and grows into a great plant in the garden, big enough where the birds will come and rest in it. Right? That's what we should be as the church. Not the church in the walls. The church is the body of Christ, each of us. Amen? Let's take a look at this. I'm going to soothe your heart with some things here. You guys write these down so you can go back and take a look at it. Psalm 55, 22 Says, cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He didn't say he might, he could possibly. He said he will sustain you, he will never let the righteous fall. Amen. See, that's that's important to know. We need to give God control over our life, but we don't want to do that. We want to give him the things that when it gets a little sticky and gets a little tough, we say, Can you fix this? But then we want to go and live the way we want. But you know what? If we're sold out for Christ and we surrender to Him and say, Lord, you know what? It's all yours anyway. And we realize how big the gift of salvation is that we don't spend eternity in hell. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. It's a gift, right? And we get to spend all eternity in the presence of God. But He wants us to to, to work that out through here now. He's already did it, but will we let that flow through us? So how do we do it? Cast your cares. If you look that up, it actually means throw them. Throw them. You know, it's, Lord, look, take this junk and, and take it. So often we do that. Then why do we have a problem? Because we go back and pick it up. See, today we'll, we'll come in here and we'll hear a word and God will say, you, you know, that's true. You know, I'm talking to you. You know, I did that for you, right? And then and you can say, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but well, we already said we're not going to deal with that. But you know what? We're going to keep on walking. Take a look at this. So throw your words to him and don't pick them back up. Let's take a look at this scripture. Proverbs 3 5. Write that down. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. See, a lot of times we worry because we're leaning on our own understanding. I don't understand it all, but I do understand this. The one who created me, the one who gave his life for me, is able and willing to take care of my situation today. Yeah, but what happens if you really mess up? Let me ask you a question How big is your God? How big is your God? Because if I look through the Bible, I see some guys did some pretty good stunts. I mean, you think about where you want to start anyway. You start in the beginning. Adam and Eve. Oopsie daisy. Let's keep on rolling. Where are we at now? We're in Genesis. All that. Oh, man, they had two kids. One of them killed. One of the others. Right? Keep on rolling. Moses. Right? Killed a guy. What else? Hit Hit the rock too many times? We could just go on and on and on and on. David. The man after God's own heart. Song and dance man, David. He's mentioned in the Bible more than anybody else in the Bible, except Jesus Christ. Said he's a man after God's own heart, right? But guess what? He blew it, didn't he? Committed adultery. Lied. Act like, y'all remember this story? The the, the bad guys were coming, and he was so scared, you know what he did? He acted like he had a mental problem, so they wouldn't mess with him. Y'all remember that part of the story? Go back and take a look at that. And not only that, then, like I said, he had a man killed. But he had something That we need to grab hold to. He was quick to repent. He turned. If y'all want to look at that. Look up Psalm 51. Psalm 51. Take a look at that. He was quick to repent. He'd be the first one to tell you. Oh man. What about Paul? What about Paul? He said man I'm the chief sinner. And God used him to write most of the New Testament. So that's what I'm saying. If we're here today. And you go. Man that sounds like my kinfolk. Guess what it is. And guess what? He used them. He used them. He'll use you. He? He'll use you. So, why are we worried about that? Pastor Buddy is not saying, live any way you want, do anything you want, it's okay. No, guess what? There's still scar tissue in there. There's still, there's still some things. When it was time to build the temple, guess what? David didn't do it. He said, no. You got too much blood on your hands, and we're going to have Solomon do it. You've carried this far enough. Did he still love him? Absolutely. Did he still save him? Absolutely. Are we going to see him in heaven? Amen. Yes, yes indeed. But you know what? Don't let... The fear and the worries keep you from faith in Christ. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. It takes faith. Anybody doing good? Say amen. All right. We're going to get it. We're going to get it. I'm going to give you the key. You guys ready? Keep on. Jesus shows us what to do. Are you ready? Let's take a look at this. I want to read this first. We like to complicate the simple, but Jesus takes the complicated and makes it simple. I want to just read that before I give you the answer. Okay. We love to complicate the simple, don't we? But Jesus came to take it and and, and take the complicated and make it simple. What does he say do when we got all this problem? What does he say do about worry? Let's go back to the scripture. What does he say? He says, go bird watching. He said, where are you? I was right with you up until that point. What does he say? Verse 26. Look at the birds. He said, look at them. I'm going to give you an example. And you know, I, I, I love God so, so awesome because when I'm praying, I said, Lord, do you know I need a billboard. Here's our billboard. He said, You're gonna worry about all that stuff. Look at that little bitty bird out there. Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns. For you, you, oh, I can't say it. For your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Say, I have value. Let me hear y'all say that one time. I have. You sure do, because he gave it all. Now let's keep on rolling with that. He says, go bird watch it. Okay, in case you didn't get that one. He said, I'm going to break it down a little, bit, a little bit more. He says this. Go look at the flowers. He says, verse 28, look at the lilies of the field. All right? Is he breaking it down? Sometimes I go, wow, I made this thing hard, didn't I? You know? He says, just look to the birds. I'm covering them. Look to the flowers. You think about this. Look to the flowers. He said he provides for them. They're here today and gone tomorrow. And I'll provide for them. Don't you think he wants to provide for you? Don't think we're going to sit back and he's going to start bringing the widescreen TVs in and everything, okay? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying there's... <laughs> I'm about to go, he's not? <laughs> he might. I know you won't think. He's able. He's able. But you know what? He says he'll provide for what we need. Amen? Y'all y'all great. Now look at this. We'll unpack it a little bit more. He evaluates the reason we worry. He tells us back in verse 30, right? He says... Why do you have so little faith? He's telling us the answer, right? He's telling us the answer. And he says, he says, here we go. Why do you have so little faith? The problem is, the answer is this. You ready? Puny faith. Puny faith. Now, I'm not saying I'm Mr. Faith guy. you know, Got the F on the back and all that stuff. But I want to tell you what. He tells me that I need to trust him. Okay, Lord. He tells me that, you know what? I can't add one minute to my life by worrying I can understand that. He says, I'm going to break it down for you, buddy. Here you go. I'm going to share this with you and share it with everybody else. Open my word. He says, you know, if I take care of these little bitty birds and they got everything they need and you're much more value, valuable than that, why won't you trust me? Why won't you have faith in me? You know, it talks about the, the flowers, right? When we talk about Solomon, they say Solomon was the wisest man in the world outside of Jesus. Amen. He was gifted, man. When he, when he prayed, he asked, the Lord asked, what, what do you want? He said, give me wisdom to rule your people. And it blessed the Lord so much. He says, you know, not only am I going to give you that, I'm going to give you all the stuff. I'm going to give you whatever you need, right? And so, you know what? I imagine he was dancing and, and, and looking pretty good, wasn't he? He says, you know what? Even Solomon, in all his glory, he said, it didn't even line up to what I do with the lilies, the flowers and everything else. He said, look at that. That's amazing. So you said, why are you breaking it down like this? Because sometimes we need it broke down like this. I do. Got to get it in little bite sizes. Well, let's see what's going on here. Now, he eliminates the cause of worry. You ready? He says, seek first. There it is. There's the answer. He says, we have little faith, right? He says, look to the the bird. Don't worry about it. Look to the flowers. Don't worry about it. He keeps going around. He says, why do you have so little faith? And he says, okay, look, this is what's going on. He says, if you don't want to do all that stuff and you want to get over here where you can be in faith, he says, seek first. First, the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Now, that's pretty that's broke down pretty easy, isn't it? Why do we make it so hard? Because if you go back to the last slide, because we don't relinquish, we don't submit. We don't. We want to keep grabbing hold. One foot in, one foot out, one foot in, one foot out. I'm here today. Let's jump all the way in and get in with the Lord. Amen. So let me help you out with a few things. As we get ready to roll in here. Faith brings joy. And I want to read a few things here so that you guys uh, just have the word of God to anchor this in your heart, okay? Take a look at this. Romans five one says this. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith. Now, the reason I went to the righteous thing is, is this. On the bottom part of that uh, scripture, Matthew 6.33, it says, Seek first the kingdom of God above all else, and live righteously. You say, man, I don't, how can I live righteously? I'm going to show you right here. Look at this. Romans 5.1. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith. That's how we're made right. By trusting Him, right? He says, we have peace with God because of what Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into the place of undeserved privilege. Undeserved. Y'all with me now? Where we now stand. And we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. Let's break a few things out there. Okay, how how do we live right? When God looks at our life, what does He see? He sees the blood of Christ when we've called on the name of the Lord, right? That has washed us free of all our sin. He says, hey, I see you in perfect harmony of what what I've done for you. He's bought us out of that, right? And so, so we know that our righteousness comes from what? Jesus. Putting our faith in Him, right? And He says, what else about that? He comes on down here and He says, look... Because of all this, because Christ has brought us into the place of undeserved privilege, can you say favor? Favor, that's where he's put us, right? We now stand. He didn't say, when you die, everything's going to be cool. He said, we now stand. Let me just throw this in there. When you got Jesus Christ in your life, this is just the entry into the graduation. But he wants to work in your life right now. Amen? And he goes on down that we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing in God's glory. See, a lot of times we don't have confidence. So if we don't have confidence, guess what? It's hard to have faith. But it's about having faith in Christ. That's why I want to give you the scriptures so that you can feed on them. All right? Now we jump down to verse 6. It says, When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Two things I want you to catch out of this. When did he come? When we were utterly helpless. You ever felt helpless before? Because you can't do enough to get to heaven. You can't look pretty enough to get to heaven. You can't be smart enough to get to heaven because it's not based on that. It's based on what he did for me and you. We got to receive it by faith, right? And then he says, at just the right time, right? At the right time and died for us who? Sinners. Is that anybody in here? Well, guess what? At one time it was, right? Because it says, the Bible says, all have sinned and fall short of glory of God. But when we call on the name of the Lord, what does he do? A, he restores us. He puts us back in the family. And guess what? We're saints. And we talked about that a few weeks ago. Check the message out. Let's keep going. i got one more for you here. All right? But God showed His great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners, driving it home again. And since we have been made right, righteous without sin, right? In God's sight, by the blood of Christ, He will certainly save us. From God's condemnation, amen? God's condemnation. So a lot of times we worry about what if, or yeah, but, and all these different things. But here's what I want you to to listen to today. We've got all these things here. So why worry? Why carry around on your back the things that Jesus has already paid for? Why do we worry about that? We need to bring it to Jesus, amen? I want you to think about bringing it to Jesus. Hey, Tanya, what do you got there? Hey, 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 Jesus, how are you? I'm good. Uh, look like you're a little worried. Look like you kind of weighed down with that. No, no, no,
1: these are just some of my issues. Uh, i have out
0: of Well, you know, let me help you with them. I could, I could. I'm, that's why, no, that's why I came. No, no, no. no. Let, let
1: me like clean them up and sort rumors. No, I already, I already no. took
0: care of that. I already took care of. It. Come on, let me, let me take them from no. you. That's why I'm here. That's why I came and died and, and and rose again. That's why you called upon my name. Here, just trust me. Here, look.
1: How's that, that feel? Try that on. Yeah. Man, I like yeah.
0: That's good. See? I feel so free. Oh my gosh, Jesus. That's,
1: that's awesome. what
0: That's what I did for you. That's what I did for everybody that will call upon the name. of Where, where are you going? What are you, Tanya, what are you doing?
1: Well, you know. Look, I I, I, I got that. Well, then all man, already. thank you for your sacrifice and everything, but I just need to keep this to remind.
0: No, no, you don't have to worry. I'll remind you that it's already been paid for. I'll remind you that everything's okay. You don't have to worry about it no more. No, no, no. Now, you
1: know, Jesus, I keep letting you down. I need, I need to keep this so I remember.
0: No, the only thing that lets me down is that... No, no, not, no, let me, no, the only no, thing that lets no, me no, down no, no, no. is that you won't trust me. You won't forgive yourself. No. See, look, this is what we do so many times. It's what we do so no. many times. We go in and we take the worry back. And we take the guilt back and the shame back. Let me show you what God did for us. You're already forgiven. When you called upon my name, you're forgiven. And I see you perfectly because of the sacrifice of Christ. So look, give this to me. And let's put this here. And let's walk this over and set this at the foot of the cross. And you don't have to pick it up anymore. Amen? Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. That's what He's done for us. Amen? That's what he's done. That's what he's done for us. That's what we wanted to do. Because sometimes we just need to see it. Sometimes we just need to be a part of it. We need to see what's going on. Over and over, I think about, man. Yeah, but. Yeah, but you might be here today, and you remember we we're talking about. Well, that's for the unbeliever. You know, they worry. Well, you know what? Sometimes we still worry as believers. But I hope today that something was said, something was seen through the Word of God through the, our little skit. Man, this is serious. This is what we do. This is what we do. Over and over and over. Guilt, shame, anything. We worry about school, our health, insecurity, our marriage, everything. Fear, all that. And we come in here and we say, okay, I'm going to lay it down at the foot of the cross. And we sing the songs and we get ready to roll and everything else. And then guess what? Before you get out the door, you're over here grabbing a couple more. You're grabbing a couple more things. And you walk out the same way you walked in. Don't do that today. God, paid pay way too high a price for you today. And it starts with this. It starts about calling on the name of Jesus. Amen. It starts out saying, Lord, you know what? That's me. Amen. That's me. I keep pulling it back and going back and going back. Well, today, I say, let's stop it. Let's stop it. And let's call upon the name of the Lord. I'm going to ask you right now. I'm going to pray for you. With the eyes closed and your hearts open, I want you to listen to what I'm going to say here. If you came here today and you say, man, i got a lot on my plate, buddy. Guess what? You're at the right place. Not here by accident or anything else. But I want to ask you the first things first. If you die tonight, do you know for sure, 110%, if you took your last breath today, that you'd go to heaven? You say, well, how can I know that? The Bible says if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised from dead, we will be saved. So today, if you want to know, you just raise your hand and I'm going to pray with you. Amen. Amen, amen. I appreciate everybody being so open about this. This is your day. This is your day. Right where you're at. Say, Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Today, Lord, I'm trusting you. And I'm not picking those worries up. Because you paid the price. Lord, save my soul. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you guys to look up here for just a second. You know, it's amazing how God will bring these stories while I'm, while I'm thinking about stuff This week I lost my cousin My cousin died He was uh, 54 years old I want to remember when I was real little He was older than me a little bit And man he was just He was like a huge mountain man Looked up to this guy He was just amazing And as time goes by You don't get to visit as much And they're out of town They live in another state And uh, he, he had chose pretty bad over the years Chose pretty bad over the years About different things And it really affected his health and uh, so my other come call, called me and said, man, he's not doing good. And I said, okay, I'll be praying for him. I said, you, call, you tell me about every other month he's not doing good. He yeah. says, he ain't going to make it unless God intervenes on this in a mighty way. I said, okay. Listen to my story here. They called me after the funeral. We passed on one, one, one. <laughs> Had a fight at the funeral. Everything else. I mean, that's my family. Bro. <laughs> i tell you. <laughs> i I'm, I'm telling you this because it's real life stuff, you know it's not something I'm just going oh I saw this somewhere I read this I'm telling you this is this has got to work anywhere amen so before my cousin passed away there was another man in the hospital somewhere a man and a woman came my aunt told me this uh, yesterday man and a woman came from, from the church and prayed with this this man over here you yeah, with me and the man says you know there's a, there's a boy I know and they said they don't think he's going to make it his name's Randy can you go talk to him They said, yeah. They were being obedient to the Lord. Now, he's he's on a ventilator. He's down for the count, man. He's on a ventilator down for the count. The man and the woman didn't know who he was. They just said, sure, I'll do that. They went to my cousin's room. He hadn't opened his eyes. He hadn't done anything in probably a few days. They began to pray for him. And my cousin opened one eye and reached his hand up like that. Let me tell you, what comfort does that bring my aunt? When she thinks about maybe just reaching out and calling on the name of the Lord. I'm going to tell you, you can do that right there. But you know what? Why wait? Why wait? Today's your day. Don't worry. So you know what? I'm confident in Christ. I'm confident in Christ of what he's done. You've got to work on your deathbed. You've got to work in your rolling chair right there where you're at. So, you know, that's right. You know, and I keep it real. I, I love to have fun about things, but I'm going to tell you, there's nothing serious about the one I'm talking about now. And it's your salvation. And not only that, God wants us to walk in the fullness of what He's done for us. So I'm going to give us a chance to be set free of all those worries. Amen. Now, there's something about this. And as we're putting this together and, and the Lord just laid this on me, you know, sometimes we just need to, to engage a little bit, right? We need to be a part of what's going on, right? So I'm going to ask you something. Did everybody... Get one of these when they came in I think everybody should have had one of these one of these right here how many people make a list sometimes right sometimes we make a list right here whether you got a pen or you don't have a pen or whatever I want you to think about it I want you to think about your worries that you have today if you want to write them down if you want to write an X if you don't want to write them down at all and you just want to fold it up but I will ask you this Well, you have enough faith to take that and leave it all behind. And I thought, you know, how can we do that? How can we represent that? You know what? We need to just bring all that trash to the Lord Jesus because you know what? He paid for it, didn't he? He said, bring it to me. He says, you know what? My yoke is easy. And you know what? We need to take it and bring it to him right here. So I'm going to tell you right where we're at right now. You're going to say, what are they going to say? They're going to say, you know what? I got set free today. Because I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to start with me. I worry. There's a lot of stuff going on. But I see this. And I say, Lord, I see in your word. Don't worry. So guess what? Lord knows what it is. What they are. Not just one thing. And I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to start it from right here. I'm going to take my worry. And I'm going to cast my cares on the Lord Jesus. And you know what? I'm not picking it up no more. So as she plays this song, just surrender that to the Lord. All
1: oh, to Jesus, I surrender to oh, to Him. I freely give. I will ever trust love Him in love. Heal me. His presence, a day.
0: appreciate y'all being so honest and, and being willing to say you know what today I'm done with this I'm done with this let this just be oh, that breaking point where we say you know what I, I gave it away I gave it away God you know what it is and I'm going to leave it as a footed across and he says you know what I've separated it as far as the east is from the west it's done it's done we're going to leave that. Right there, and we're going to leave it far behind. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen.